On today's episode of Titus and Tate, college basketball may or may not be dead. We don't know where we stand here, Tate. This is uh, <laughs> this is an ongoing situation. We are monitoring the situation. Um, Amani Bates committed to Michigan State. He has now decommitted. He is considered the best recruit since uh, Chet Holmgren, since LeBron James, since Zion Williamson, yes. who wasn't even number yes. one in his own class. Who the hell knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but he last June committed to Michigan State. It was a massive deal. Uh, I think a lot of people, and Michigan State fans included, kind of were taking that commitment with a grain of salt and said, I don't know if we'll ever actually see him put on a Michigan it State. It was a nominal commitment. Yeah. It was just more of a statement to the world that if he was going to play college basketball, he would go to Michigan State. And that grain of salt is now a mountain of salt because he, <laughs> he said, <laughs> changed my mind. Uh, so there's that. But then on the flip side, this international guy who you were all on top of, Igor, Igor, mm. Milicic. It is Igor Milicic. Igor, uh, Igor, the, the, we all go together. <laughs> yes, yes. So we all are going somewhere with this guy. He is going to take us to the promised land of college basketball being back because if the international kids, if the Luka Doncic's mm-hmm. of the world say, we want to play college basketball, big-time college basketball, to build a fan base in the States before we take on the NBA, whew. That's not good for the this haters. Is, it's it's not also good. not good for our good friend Kevin O'Connor, who is going to be uh, trying to figure out where to mm. mock this guy because he's European and he's young, but he's also mm. from the ACC. So which side? <laughs> is he good? Is yeah, he, 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 he Does he have respect or no respect? <laughs> he does not know uh, yet. There's a lot more stuff going on in college basketball. Mark Gottfried uh, happened. We'll just put it that way. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Ding dong. Just, uh, we'll, we'll discuss later. Um, and Will Wade is being Will Wade. Again, we will discuss mm-hmm. that later. There's there, there's actually, surprisingly, a lot of college basketball news and notes we got to get to. We're going to do our best to get to all of it, but first. Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, it is a uh, very rare weekend episode of the podcast, a Sunday afternoon. Um, I'm, uh, I, I don't mind it all. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't mind uh, good vibes flowing. Um, I got a taste, by the way. I don't know if uh, I don't know if I told you I did this yesterday. I got a, I got my first taste of disc golf, mm. um, which uh, was quite an experience. <laughs> how did, so I just how did it feel uh, out there? Uh, we, it, it, I, I, the, the, the phrase that kept being thrown around is that I was working myself into a shoot and that the whole one, mm. I, I, this happens a lot in my life where it, I'm like, this is funny. This is hilarious. And then by the, you know, I, at a certain point I look up and I'm like, I think I am taking this as seriously as I've taken anything in my life. Um, my, my arm is really sore. My, uh, torso is, is also sore. The discs are hard to throw. I have a newfound respect for disc golf, and I guess I just wanted to say that out of the mm. top. But, uh, yeah, it was good vibes yesterday. It's Sunday. We're recording this on a Sunday. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is this is fun. This is interesting. I have never played disc golf. Uh, you know, I'm white enough, as they say, so I'm not going to do anything else to add, you know, insult to injury there. But, uh, you know, I respect it. I hope that your arm's okay. As someone that played baseball, there's nothing worse than having a sore arm and just walking around and just having, like, a dead arm and just being like, uh you just feel like you want to get the fetal I, position, so I feel you on that. I, w- I went to the course expecting like the holes to be you know twenty yards away, mm-hmm. and then they're like five hundred yards. They're like, all right, so uh, we're going to that thing, and I'm like, what with this? And they're like, yeah, I'm up first. I just guys were just launching it all over the place. Uh, fun times. So, 
Uh, anyway, it's Sunday. We we are recording on a uh, on a on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, there are news and notes in the world of college basketball that we have to hit on, and the most notable of which Tate is Amani Bates, mm. Michigan State decommit a man who I'm going to read a quote here. Um, let me pull this up. Um, in June, this this was a quote. June of 2020, correct? June of 2020, yes. he says, "quote They've been showing me love." They've been showing love to me since I was in the seventh grade, Amani said of the Spartans. They've been recruiting me hard since then, so I just know that they're showing that they love me genuine and that they have been here for a long time. And here's the interesting part, Tate. I'm big on loyalty, and they've showed me all loyalty, so I have to show them love back. Uh, that is the quote. That is the the quote that Michigan State fans, I think, if you're a Michigan State fan, you're latching onto that, and you're saying, what the hell? How did we get to this point now that Amani Bates has decommitted for Michigan State? Mm. Uh, he hasn't just said, I'm not going to Michigan State uh, because I'm going pro Tate. He has said, I might go to college. I, I still am considering other colleges, which is especially noteworthy because when he did commit to Michigan State, uh, one, one of the big bullet points at the time, I remember, was that there weren't a lot of schools recruiting him because at the time there was a thought that the NBA was going to get rid of the one and done rule. And uh, but by the time Imani Bates is eligible for the NBA draft, he might be able to come straight out of high school. So a lot of college coaches saw that on the horizon. They thought Imani Bates would be the first pick in the new era of NBA drafts mm-hmm. where guys could go straight out of high school again. So a lot of a lot of college coaches didn't even bother. Dare I him. say Tom the Izzo next did. LeBron James? Yes, the next LeBron <laughs> James. Uh, Tom Izzo did bother recruiting him. And ultimately, Amani Bates rewarded his loyalty to Tom. Tom Izzo's loyalty to him, and they they had a you know they, they had a nice little union there. So when I saw the headline that that Amani Bates was decommitting from Michigan State, I thought you know this was sort of inevitable because uh, I, I all the all the talk even when he did commit in the first place was like we don't really think that that's gonna stick. Yeah. But it's nice of him to attach his name to the program. So now Tom Izzo can use Amani Bates to like recruit other mm-hmm. guys and whatever. And ultimately, we know that he's gonna pull out. And he's going to go to the G League. That's kind of what the the, the Jalen Green, was. what he did last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what that's what people assume is going to happen. Uh, so when I saw the headline, Amani Bates decommits, I was like, eh, you know. I mean, I'm not shocked, but uh, you know, I, I, maybe I thought he would have done it a little late. I don't know. I eh, okay, and I just kind of nod along. And then I learned that he said I might still go to college, <laughs> and that caught my attention because one, I I don't I don't believe that that's true. By the way, but just the fact that he says that in his speech. Uh, or his state, whatever, whatever you want to call it, the statement. Um, that was noteworthy to me. Yeah. That was noteworthy. And that, that's, the, that's the part I want to talk I to I will about. say the headline that I thought that would come out of this is, like you said, you know, Imani Bates uh, decommits from Michigan State to go pro. Uh, the, the, yeah. the fallout is, as we expect, you know, everyone says college basketball, RIP, it's over. The best players don't even play your sport anymore. Why do we even watch? All I want to do is watch the best play the best. Uh, you know, that's what we expect. But also, the reason we got, why we have to do a Sunday podcast is because, you know, the news cycle has not changed, but the media has changed. You know, the, we, everyone loves Friday news dumps and Saturday dumps. Imani Bates does this on a Friday, but we can react on a Sunday. And that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. We're around, we're nimble. And that's why I was ready for this moment in the sun for you and I to say college basketball got the W. College basketball is still under consideration in the Bates household. You know what I mean? This is this is not what the haters wanted. They they wanted him to dismiss college basketball, to say that it would never happen. But instead, he said, "Hey, 
I might he play in Kentucky. I could go and play so for Auburn. I could go and see what's up with Will Wade. You know, and that uh-huh. is good news. That is good news for college basketball. I'm happy for the Bates family. I'm happy that he's playing for his dad at his own high school that they just made up for him to play at. That's incredible. Oh, I got it. Speaking of which, I got another quote. You ready? For Please. This? Uh, quote: Prep school is too much. You're playing thirty to forty games, then you go AAU season, then some guys go to USA basketball. When do you get a break? Then you wonder why in your first year, if you do go to the league, you're dealing with injuries the whole time. It's just because you beat up your body for too long. Your body has to rest. That quote is uh, Amani Bates' father when asked if Amani was going to go to a prep school, and he said no, he's going to stay at Ypsilanti Lincoln High School. And then, like a couple months later, his father started their own prep school, and <laughs> Amani went to the prep school. <laughs> so, uh, I'm getting a theme from this family, Tate. I'm getting a theme uh, that they they like to say things. I don't, and in that regard, Amani <laughs> Bates might be the next LeBron James. Yes, for real. yes, and where he says he's things like, publicly, and then it's just going to happen, and you're like, wait a second, what? Like what? Does, does this not contradict what you just <laughs> like, like? It doesn't work that way, bro. Things me- change. Remember, I'm coming home. It's like I would never leave Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. And then when he left, he was like, "I had to. I came here for a championship." You're like, "Is that? <laughs> did we get that memo? What?" <laughs> Cleveland, I did this for you. I came back just for you. I can live anywhere in this country, yeah. but I choose Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I choose it every single day, and I'm not going to choose it anymore. I'm going yeah, to yeah. And now the, the the time for choosing is over. <laughs> And now I choose myself against you, Cleveland. Bye. <laughs> well, I mean, the good news, if you are a college basketball coach that did not recruit Amani the first time around, I think this is the the open season, right? Are you bothering? Do you th- do you do you legitimately yes. think he has a chance of going to college? I I mean, I think if you are, like I said, the the right, the usual suspects. If you are Coach Calipari, if you're Bruce Pearl, mm-hmm. if you're Will Wade. Uh, R.I.P. Sean Miller. I think yeah. I think you're you're making a phone call. You're calling the prep school and saying. Because I think at the end of the day, if you're Amani's father, you have to. We know how this works. If you have Amani, you need to have Amani create a, a funnel for your new school. So let's bring these college coaches in. They're trying to recruit Amani, but maybe they see this sophomore that you know looks great. Mm-hmm. Thing ha- that, that's what happened with Harry Giles. People came to see Theo Pinson. They're like, okay, cool. Who's that kid? <laughs> Who's that 14-year-old? John Calipari's there like every day. Um, so maybe that's a way to get people in to come to their new prep school and recruit. I don't think there's a shot he goes to college basketball because, you know, if he does, we all know that's too on, its, that's too on the nose. Because he, he, he – Yeah. It's, I mean, it's too on the nose. It's too – It's it, he, he, I think he's too far in the game um, to now go to college. And what I mean by that is like – uh, yeah, his his dad is talking about keeping the circle. Like I don't just, just all the messaging coming out of the Bates camp, and and let's be clear, there is a Bates camp. There is a Bates camp. Uh, yes, all the messaging is such that like this is this is way too. The train is off the track. The train has left the station. It's it's like for him to now show up as a freshman at North Carolina, say like that that can't. No, happen. He, I don't think he, that can. I don't. I, I think I think it's too far I don't gone. Think he, I think he's got to go G League. I don't route. think he can even go. Uh, to Kentucky, really. Like, I don't think Kentucky's enough for no. the draw. I think the only school that he could go to where everyone says it's okay, but also they're very intrigued is Duke. I really do. I think the only school that everyone's like, all right, and especially if K does the farewell tour, which it looks like it might be happening. He already had John Legend in his office, if you didn't see this. He already took a picture with John Legend uh, with the jersey holding up. I'm trying to figure out what the slogan is. I think it's farewell, and then you you try to make one of them into a K. You know what I mean? Just like respect, that just made no sense. Um, but regardless, I think Amani Bates could go to K. 
and and say it's USA basketball related and he wants to learn from the best coach in basketball and Nike had nothing to do with it. Um, and I think that's the only way he goes to college basketball. But again, that's two on the nose. And I don't see Kay doing that to Izzo unless he really wants one more title, which he might. He might. Yeah. It's, it's what did John Wooden do? John Wooden won a championship and then walked away from the game. I think if you're Coach right. K, the only way to make sure that you're the GOAT is to do the same thing, is to win a title and then walk away. I just don't. I, Bates, there, there's no way he can go to I college. I don't see Bates there's, being like, that guy, I, I don't see how, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't seem interested Ex in college basketball exactly. at all. That's what's like like there's that's what I mean with the the messaging coming out of the base camp. Like everything even even back when he committed to Michigan State it was like we're we're focused on the NBA. I mean that was like the the quote I just read was this was the the quote I pulled of his father talking about prep school. Um that was when he committed to Michigan State and they were he he was already talking about like yeah, we're not going to go to prep school cuz when you get to the league, when you get the the league, the league, the league. I, I went back and read all those articles <laughs> when he committed and like every single thing was about getting to the NBA, which obviously like I that, he's not alone in that. A lot of, every every single one of these guys, every single five-star in this country wants to get to the NBA at some point, but a lot of them at least will pretends along the way that like i'm interested to go win a national championship first even if they're not they like know to say mm. that to be like i can't wait to get to campus i can't wait to you yeah, know the, the, compete for they, a title they skip then, the part of like we're going to yeah. flirt and be nice and, and say you yes. know there is no bedside manner when it comes to recruiting these days yes so Amani Bates is just like, yeah, straight up, I'm going to the NBA. And so for, for the idea of him to, yeah, like go to LSU now, it's like, what, that can't happen. That just, it, it, I mean, knock on wood, we'll wait, we'll find a way maybe, but that, I, I don't see how that can happen. My question to you is, do you think the, like, what what was the point of committing to Michigan State in the first place? Mm. What was that about? Because I because think... Uh, my no 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 ahead. you go ahead I, I want to hear what you think all right my read on it was like he was just like doing them a favor because I think he was always going to go to the G League I, I think Michigan State fans even knew that um, Michigan State coaches probably even knew that they're like yeah this isn't going to happen but I'm going to do this program a favor I've grown up around they're like kind of the the hometown quote unquote mm -hmm. I know Ypsilanti is not East Lansing but in his mind it's like the the the, the program he, he liked growing up and he has all these connections so he's like I will use my name. To, to I will attach my name to this program. You can now go recruit using my name, whatever. That's my favor to you. And then, but we all know how this is going to end. Um, but then, yeah, the idea that he still has co like he still threw college out, kind of undermines that entire thing. And I wonder what what I I don't know. I'm trying to connect the dots. That's what we do on yes. this program, Tate. Is we're we're good at connecting mm -hmm. the dots. And I'm left with a lot of dots that I cannot. Well, connect let me well one. let me connect the dots because he wants to be the next LeBron James, and this is how you do that: you pull in Ohio State. This is what a Big Ten basketball school will do. They will let you have a locker. They will have an Amani Bates locker for the next however <laughs> no. many years. If he no. had just if he had just held and said, "Hey, I am a I'm a Spartan, but you know I got to go get this bag. I got to go get this money at the yeah. G League." But yeah. the confusing part, and the reason why I bring up Duke, is because you have to think, like LeBron did, you know, it's cool to be in Cleveland, it's cool to win our first title, but what's the best brand? This is all a brand play. The, the reason that he originally came out and committed to Michigan State was, like you said, it's the hometown school. He gets more fans that way. People that are around him are like, yo, he would go to Michigan State. He might go to Michigan State. Man, he likes uh -huh. Michigan State. Now I like him even more. He was the 13-year-old the best prospect in the country. That was his first headline because he had a million views on YouTube. Like, this is how Amani mm -hmm. Bates came into the ether. Have you have you seen him play, by the I've way? I've only seen him play once, yeah. I've seen him play twice, and 
I, 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 I've kind of said what I need to say just by saying I've seen him toy, play twice and uh, and then I trailed off. Yeah, oh. exactly. That's what I'm saying. This, I mean, it, like, it I, gives I, me a little bit I of was a, a little confused. It's a little bit of a Seventh Woods vibes at time where you're just like, yeah. I understand the hype. He also has had so much, you know, of a spectacle on him since he was 13. That makes things already a process and already different and already weird and already strange. And I think that was the best thing to happen to Zion was to not get that coverage early on. And then he kind of came yeah. in late to it, but it still was a lot. So yeah. I I think the first decision was a brand play for Michigan State. I think this next decision is still a brand play because it's always going to be a brand play because Team Bates says we gotta we gotta win over you know the the Q scores and we gotta win over the people. And usually when you're trying to do that, you lose all the people. Uh, that, that's kind of the irony of all of it. Yes. Um, yes. But I yes. I do think by saying college is still open, you have now nullified the first brand play move, which is the Michigan State fans that were on the bandwagon. They have probably hopped off. They're yes. out. They, they have, have to, be to be out. Yeah, you can't. The, the Imani Bates locker is gone. State, if you now and he should have kept it because that was a good brand yeah. play. Even if he goes to the G League now, it's over. Yeah. Even if like next week he's like, I'm going to the G League. Uh, it, it doesn't it, matter. It, it's over. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. The, you you burn the bridge with Michigan State. I, who am I to say that? I don't know. Michigan State fans, you can make your own decisions. <laughs> but I feel like if I was a Michigan State fan, I'd be like, No, I'm done. With I mean, this if guy. you're Tom Izzo I, too, I, you're just kind of like, Come on. I mean, especially if you're going to go <laughs> professional, like, really? Did you have to throw us down and, and say, I'm decommitting from them? And also, I, if there were a better school out there, I'm down to listen. But he also might be jealous, Titus, of all of his friends getting recruited by the colleges. Yes. that He also m- might be paying attention to the transfer portal and realizing modern college basketball means having multiple recruiting yes. announcements. And multiple yes, recruiting. multiple and he brand plays. <laughs> and he was like, that was so tight. When I committed to Michigan State, like I was on SportsCenter all day. Yeah. Everyone was talking about it. I was trending all day on mm-hmm. Twitter. How do um, I trend again? I should I should do that yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More. I'm going to decommit. And then uh, it'd be funny if you recommitted to Michigan State in like three I weeks. I mean, honestly, <laughs> then he would be beloved. I mean, that, I think that would be the, then you're back. That would be the brand play. Then you're unburning his jersey. Yeah, I, I, think, I think he recommits to Michigan State and then goes to the G League. Like, he, like first, first <laughs> he opens up the commitment. He does like his top 10. And it's like, you know, he's got his mini option, which is like, you know, go play in Lithuania, go play in Russia, go play in China, also go play in the NBL. And then he has like, you know, Duke, Kentucky, Texas, and then Michigan State. Recommits to Michigan State. Fans go crazy. You and I are like, man, Amani Bates is going to play basketball at Michigan State. I'm coming <laughs> yeah. home. They got videos. Yes. I'm yes. coming yes. home. <laughs> Two weeks later, he comes out with the G League, and it's just Amani Bates palming a basketball, and it's like, ignite. <laughs> Team ignite. <laughs> the basketball's on yes, fire. Exactly. And he's palming it's NBA it at jam. The, at the yeah, camera. NBA yeah. G League jam. <laughs> Uh yeah, I I think that's the best brand play he has left. Maybe Gonzaga's in the top oh four too. Putting put Gonzaga in there, that's smart. Gonzaga would be that would be oh my god! Can you imagine if he goes to Gonzaga? <laughs> Chet and Imani Bates. Would they be worse or better? Uh, honestly, I I have no idea. I think this team would be better. Well, it, is he reclassifying by the? Is, is He's twenty twenty two still. Like, yeah, I was going to say. So he's he's not, not reclassing, but I mean, if, the fact that yeah. we just said that means he's probably going to reclass. Because, he's gonna reclass, I mean, yeah. if Team Bates is listening, they, they're thinking we got to reclass. Well, that's why that's probably why they created the prep school is just to, like, yeah. graduate, you know. I, I dude, I, uh, I don't know how to say it. I guess, like, I, maybe this this could be the way we say these things is uh, frame him. Use Roy Williams as the frame of reference, mm-hmm. but I'm feeling very Roy right now. Like, where it's like, I'm not going to be the old man yelling at the cloud. 
I'm not going to be saying like, I don't get this and you kids are wrong and it's here's how the world should work and, and all that. But what I am going to do, Tate, is just kind of throw my hands up and be like, I think the game might have packed me <laughs> I think I'm too old for this. Yeah. Like, like, like Roy did. <laughs> or it's yeah. like, I think I'm just like, yeah. I don't get it. And uh, that's how I feel about prep schools. That's how I feel about modern recruiting and <laughs> college basketball. Like, I, I genuinely don't understand. Uh, like, you're reading these articles, and they're talking about Imani Bates. And they just mention in passing, in paragraph 12, in, in two sentences, that his father started a prep school, and he plays for his father at this prep school. And anyway, so now he decommitted. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. It was back. the last line, you know, like his father created a when, school, when you, an entire school. When you do journalism, they teach you inverted pyramid. The last thing that you're supposed to read is the least important thing. So that this is basically yeah. a news, a news dump of an article. So the fact that this is the yes. last line where they're like, Amani Bates dad also created this prep school. Created the that school. is the headline. <laughs> Dude, and that is, that is, that is like, it, it's, it's. I, I, I don't know because he's not the only one like he's, he's following the trend of, of, of I mean like who, who is the best recruit that goes to a public high school anybody? I mean I know a lot of them still do but that's how it feels it's like you look up and you're like a guy's like Bishop Gorman is one that comes yeah. to mind La Lumiere comes to IMG. mind uh, in Indiana I, you know how much I love Indiana basketball mm-hmm. Tate I talk about it nonstop on this show um, and, and I'm very plugged into Indiana high school basketball I, uh, I worshipped it growing up I, I knew every I know every mascot every everything about every high school in Indiana I thought, and then suddenly out of nowhere I start seeing that like Indiana's producing these recruits that go to La Lumiere and I was like what the hell is La Lumiere, Where, what is this place, and it just came like I I I don't know I was very plugged in my entire life growing yeah. up and I never once heard of La Lumiere until like five years ago because they were just all of a sudden pumping out all these... Brian Bowen mm-hmm. was one of them, by the way. Mm-hmm. Brian Bowen came from La Lumiere. Jaron Jackson went to yeah. La Lumiere. All these... Tiger Campbell, uh, La Lumiere guy. What, where did it come from? How did it? How did this happen? I, I, and I don't know. I, I've just reached that point with all the recruiting. You read a story yeah. about Imani Bates' father creating a prep school, and is he going to reclass... The reclassification, too, that breaks mm-hmm. my brain. When when Marvin Bagley did that, I was like, why am I the only person that wants to talk about this nonstop? That Marvin Bagley just decided... I'm going to skip the last year of high school and go to Duke. (laughs) What? Yeah, Yeah, I mean. (laughs) To Duke? It's like one of the best schools in the country. You're just going to skip. Like, no, it it works. That's, that's, uh, that's how it works. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't get how it works. That's what I mean. You're not wrong. I'm just Roy Williams. I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand the game. Yeah. It's past. And and to go all the way back to it, Amani Bates, father, when he talked about the rest of the R and R that all these kids need, the fact that they have no off season, he's a hundred percent right. So the fact that he then created a prep school, I'm like, I'm like the one thing that we were a hundred percent on that. I'm like, I agree with that. Mr. Bates and and Bates camp, uh, that, that got shifted with the prep school. I get that it's a part of the game, but like you said, I mean, it, it is one of those things. I, I won't get it until I create my own prep school for my son. Right. And then, and then I'll get it. And then I'll, when people come at me and talk about it, I'll say, you just don't get it. You just don't get it. We are, uh, I think you and I are like 15 to 20 years away from covering, I think like seventh grade basketball as like the yeah. last bastion of amateurism. <laughs> like that's the last. <laughs> seventh grade basketball is what Honestly, college basketball was in the 60s. Let's just be, let's that's just like, be we're, honest we're just about it. In. When you hit sixth grade, everything gets professional. You know what I mean? Really like when I when I had sixth grade, like I went to private school, middle school to play baseball because like it was already recruitment. You know what I mean? That's what happens. And like, imagine Amani Bates, like he was thirteen years old. 
I mean, it's it's I all remember, in a I remember being in, I remember being in eighth grade and I would get letters from uh, the private school exactly around, around Indianapolis and I remember like being confused and I'd go to my parents and I'm like I think they sent this to the wrong <laughs> what happened here and my dad was like yeah they're trying to recruit you yeah. for basketball and I was like what they can yeah. do that and he's like yeah that's how private schools do it and it's like, the worst I'm in eighth it's grade it's the worst <laughs> then you play those private schools like we play Ravenscroft to Cardinal Gibbons you know North Carolina and it's like they would take players from the other schools that were really good and then it, it's kind of what's happening. In the transfer portal. Oh, my God. It's, it's, yeah. This is all – it all comes back to basically private schools are the blue bloods, and they're just plucking the best players from the other programs, and then they're forming their own super teams. Wow. What Dude, a revelation. I, I can't – it was it was hard enough trying to, like, get up to speed with the shoe companies because I – again, I, I, I made this point before. I don't know if it's true, but, like, it, it does feel like uh, my AAU team with, with Greg and Mike and, and McRoberts and Eric Gordon and Daquan and – all the other guys on the team. Um, it, it felt like when we were coming up, we were, we, we probably weren't the first, uh, big shoe company play like era of AAU, but it felt that way sort of. Cause like it, it, it was very, very, maybe not foreign, but it was very newish that, uh, we were sponsored by Reebok and that was like a novelty. It was like, Whoa, like an AU team. Now you wouldn't even balk at that, yeah. you know? Like now there's like fourth grade teams being sponsored by these, but you know, like now you understand the game. You understand what the shoe companies mm-hmm. are doing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, for us, when we, when we hit high school, uh, Reebok, Sonny Vaccaro comes calling and is like, here's everything. <laughs> and uh, so it, it took me like a few years of that to kind of, uh, t- the wheels are in motion. I'm asking my dad, I'm like, dad, how are we paying to fly all over the country? And he's like, we're not, I don't really know how it's happening. And then I'm like, so the shoe companies must be, and it took me a while to understand that. And that was already confusing enough. And then now we're throwing in prep school state. Mm. And now we're throwing in <laughs> guys moving all like transferring prep schools. We're throwing in the plus one schools, like the, the, uh, the, 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 the charter schools are different than the prep mm-hmm. schools. Like you can go to like a, a charter school for the, the bonus year in between when you're being yeah. recruited. And I can't keep track of it, Tate. I can't, I don't, I don't know if is AAU as big as it was. Or is 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 the prep school move the move now? Is pre- what's the difference between prep school and AAU? If you play for La Lumiere, do you also play for the AAU team? Yeah, Heat? you do. You or do. are you just like I don't need that because I play for La Lumiere? I don't know. It's all very you have to be. Uh, it does uh, feel like it's one of those things where you have to be on the circuit. Like you have to be on the AAU circuit for the shoe brands, but then you have to be in these prep schools for the rankings. You know what I mean? It's like two different. Yeah. You're, you're basically you're battling two different fronts. Who's the? I, I'm curious, like who the best recruit is in recent memory that was like a Jimmy Chitwood type, where he just played for his high school team and that's it, like his local high school team. Gordon Hayward. <laughs> and that, that was it. Really, might be Gordon Hayward. I don't think Gordon played AU, if I remember right. I think he was like playing tennis all summer, and uh, he would he would play <laughs> basketball. I swear to God, I don't think Gordon really played AU. I think he just played for Brownsburg High yeah. School. Um, I don't know. Maybe he did. I'll have to ask him if he played a year or two. But I don't really think he played much AAU basketball, well, which is why he went to Butler. Because like Brad was the first one to. Uh, he, he, Butler was down the road, and Brad recruited him. He's like, sure, that's good enough for me. And then uh, he never really. I don't think he really well, played AAU. I mean, he might be the answer. I, I feel like my age group, you would play AAU, and then once you got the offer that you wanted, like say you wanted a Wake Forest or an NC State or a North Carolina or a Duke or a Virginia, whoever it was, whatever school you wanted to play at, once you got that offer, a lot of guys would stop playing AAU as much because they're kind of like, I'm set, I'm secure. But now, like guys are playing because it's it's you got to get the highlights because you got to get the cloud, you got to get the followers, and you got to build your brand. I, <laughs> no, that, 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 like I said, I, just, I, I get yeah. it. 
I get I get it in the sense of like I'm not telling you don't yeah. do that. I understand. I understand that's the, what the impetus of why you're doing I, it. I just don't get it. I just don't yeah. understand the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it, but yeah, I don't get yeah, exactly. it. You know? Dude. And that's what that's where we arrived with the Monty Bates, where it's like this is so far over my head that we have fathers creating prep schools and talking about reclassifying dude. and we're we're considering the G League, but also To put it <laughs> to put it in South Park terms, you know, this is when Stan goes up to Token and goes, I finally get it now. I don't get it. I, I don't get it, yeah. <laughs> That's but it. I mean, I I, I understand. I do understand why Roy might retire. Like living in this world where you know he he following the Dean Smith model of like the way to recruit a kid is you write a letter to his mother, mm-hmm. and then you go sit, and then you go on a Sunday after church, and you sit in the guy's kitchen and eat dinner, eat, eat little Sunday yeah. afternoon yeah. dinner with the and look family. at him eye to eye and, and say, pull, "I'm going to take care of your son." Yeah. yeah, you pull mom and dad aside, and you get in the little side room, the the little living room. Yeah, and yeah, you, and you say put that, your, then, then you come back it. in, and you dump your rings on the table, <laughs> and then the dad shakes your hand. You look dad in the eye, yeah. and you shake hands and say, "I will, it would be a pleasure to send my son to play for you, mm-hmm. coach." And then it's mm-hmm. done, and then you don't even have to sign a letter mm-hmm. of intent, Tate, because it's mm-hmm. done right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and if I'm Roy Williams, I'm like, that is what I was or taught by Dean Smith, like how to do it. I mean, and, and meanwhile, like we saw, you know, uh, I can't remember what the name, I think it was student athlete, the name of the doc that had Nick Richards in it when he was uh, his coach at St. You know, Patrick's that comes up to him when he's wearing, he was wearing Adidas shoes and he runs up to him. He's like, take off those shoes. <laughs> it's in high school. Like just get yelled at for where, like, you know what I mean? Like, when you think about a coach yelling at you, you're like, I probably did something wrong. I probably made a mistake like on the court or, you know, I was like jerking off, like, you know, being an idiot in practice, whatever. You know what I mean? Those are the things you usually get yelled at. But the fact that you're wearing the wrong kind of brand sneaker, like that, that's the world where we're like, I don't get it. It's a breach of contract yeah, breach of, yeah, exactly. for a 16 year old. He's like, we got HBO right here. He's this like, is big money. Take the like, shoes off. <laughs> It's like, I never signed a contract. I understand. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We'll take a break. Come back. Hit everything else going on in the world of college basketball. <laughs> Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Sunday. I just went to GetSunday.com, put in my home address, and their free lawn analysis tool took care of the rest, all in just seconds. Sunday uses soul and climate data to create a tailored nutrient plan so you can get all the stuff your lawn needs and nothing it doesn't. Sunday is made with ingredients that can actually pronounce like seaweed, iron, molasses, so you can grow and feel better about your lawn. And Sunday is more than just a lawn care product. It is a custom lawn care plan with a variety of ways to help you grow a beautiful lawn control weeds, and remove pests. They take out all the guesswork and unwanted chemicals so you can grow a beautiful lawn that's better for people, pets, and the planet. I will tell you this. I just got Sunday settled at my studio up north in Sherman Oaks, and I'm very excited because now we're going to get this lawn right. We're going to get it looking good. Sunday explains exactly what you get and why, and everything is waiting at your door when you need it. All I had to do was attach the ready-to-use pouch to a garden hose and spray. Lawn care used to take up my whole day, especially up here. Now it takes less than 15 minutes. Best of all, this stuff really works, and my grass looks better than ever. Let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring. Visit GetSunday.com slash Titus and Tate to get $20 off your custom lawn care plan at checkout. That's $20 off your custom plan at GetSunday.com slash Titus and Tate. Man, I love Sunday. And we're also brought to you by our friends at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. 
And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save today. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com. That's GEICO.com. Back to Titus and Tate. All right, we're back. College basketball is also back, Titus. This is our next headline that we had to put out to the world. Top international prospect, Igor Milicic, not related to Darko, we don't think, uh, decides to take the college route and join the Virginia Cavaliers. Tony Bennett, he said this is the best place Igor did. The best place for him to develop his game was to go to play mm-hmm. uh, college basketball with Coach Tony Bennett. Haven't heard that one before. I've heard a lot of people I, hating I, and saying that's not the thing to do, but I it's nice to hear the top international prospect, a guy who obviously gets it. His dad played on the Croatian national team. <laughs> I am Team Croatia. I love the Croatian national team. Shout out to Mario, Super Mario. Shout out to Dario Saric. Shout out to the Croatian Mozart himself. You know what I mean? This is a great pickup for college basketball. Thank you, Croatia. Thank you, Croatian basketball. Shout out to Luka Modric. Yeah, yeah, the, the World exactly. Cup run. Just, <laughs> shout out to everybody. Rakitic, like, just shout out everybody that, that's from Croatia. We appreciate you. Uh, the fact that it's Virginia, Tate, mm. is certainly noteworthy. Because I think if you if you are uh, trying to come up with a program to have a guy commit to that is very much an, the, the anti-NBA, mm. the anti-professional basketball, which isn't to say that Virginia can't produce great NBA players. We know that's not the case. They can. They can. But uh, the style of basketball that Tony Bennett plays. Bennett ball is not... A, a style of basketball that NBA fans they hate it. See. Yeah, so this this is a big win for college basketball to have an international guy say, "I not only want to play in college, I think the best place to hone my skills <laughs> is at Tony Bennett, Tony Bennett Land, where uh yeah we're 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 trying to score fifty points a game and and beat teams <laughs> that way. So, um yeah this this is great. I know nothing about the kid. I, I but I don't need to know anything about mm-hmm. the kid. This is uh this is a big win for college basketball and like I said, it's it's going to have is he good? I assume he's good. I assume he's I assume he's good. Six, I think nine. he's a six nine stretch four. Uh they were comparing him to Jay Huff and Sam Hauser. That was kind of what he was pitched to be. Uh or a Luke May, mm-hmm. as we call him in North Carolina. Um or a Walker Kessler as Bruce Pearl would call him. Uh he's some he's somebody that can stretch the floor and I mean, it does seem like he believes in defensive philosophy. He said that twice in his quotes. So I, anyone that says defensive philosophy as a recruit, one, their dad is definitely on top of them, which I think is great. Like that, yeah. that's that's uh, that's good for fundamental basketball to be taught. And also, it's going to be great for Coach Bennett because that's that's Virginia basketball. Do you, do you feel like there's a a, a shift in um, in Tony Bennett's approach here? Is this <clears throat> is this a, a a sign of things to come with Tony yes. Bennett. Is he going to dip into the international waters now? Maybe Gonzaga goes away from it. Tommy Lloyd leaves Gonzaga. There's now a vacuum mm. uh, because I guess Tommy Lloyd's not going to do that at Arizona. I don't know. But in all seriousness, maybe Tommy Lloyd, like you go to Arizona, uh, we've talked about this before with some of the bigger jobs. It's it's not always a case. And I know Arizona just re- has recruited a ton of international guys recently, so this isn't actually going to happen. I'm just saying in general. Uh, with the bigger jobs, there is more to it than just like you just recruit the best players. Yes, way more politics. <laughs> There's so, so much more to it. You got a politics so badly, uh, which is like part of what got Kareem run out of Indiana was like like one of the big sticking points of the Kareem in Indiana is like he didn't get along with the Indiana high school coaches. And I think nationally, you're like, well, why would that matter? And in the state of Indiana, like I'll tell you why that matters. <laughs> the same thing with UCLA. Yeah. Like when the UCLA job was open, and I, I was 
talking to a handful of people about the open. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to say that without sounding like a douche. You're just kind of like trying to figure out where they're going to go with this and that. Uh, what kept coming up to me was like people are trying to figure out how much they want to deal with the Compton Magic. Like that, because if you're taking the job, you have to like kind of, you have to placate certain people here and there. So maybe there's that tape. Maybe Tommy Lloyd's going to Arizona. He doesn't have the pipeline internationally. Mm. Maybe Tony Bennett's seeing this and he's like, my time is now. I'm going to become the international guy. And it's a good time. Probably no, I was going to say it's a good time to do it because at the end of the day, the international kids are learning basketball, fundamental basketball, at a rate that's maybe better than some of our kids because they're too busy playing prep school, AAU basketball, that sort of stuff. There's no time to train. There's no time to work on your skills because you're playing games. And look, it's great to play games. I think playing games is obviously the best way to get into game shape. But at the end of the day, being able to work and train and be skilled and have a base, uh, a foundational base, I think that's what's helping all these international guys. And it's why Luka Doncic can play at a, what seems at times, a turtle-like pace, but dominate. Because he has such great yeah. fundamentals that you are literally off balance the entire time. It's why when people watch Kyrie Irving, they're like, how is he able to do this? He's so small. How is he able to do It's like, because he has such a great base and balance and foundational skills that he can... It's a little bit of space. It's a sliver. It's like... And that's so much. Are you saying, I'm saying are you international saying players a, are taking the fundamentals of American basketball and they're doing it better than us at times? And, and Tony are Bennett you saying, likes that. And the, and the ultimate twist of irony, Kyrie Irving is so good because he has a better understanding of physics than everyone else. Mm. <laughs> Shockingly. Wait a second. <laughs> How did that work? Um, but Wait, I think this is whoa. great for Tony Bennett. This is great for Virginia basketball. It's also great because if you are one of these kids that can't be Luka Doncic and play and be pro as a 14-year-old, you're like, I can go over and play big-time American basketball, and that's worth it because it's going to get me more eyeballs and I can play in the NBA. Yeah. Well, I mean, it will. How, how, is, the, how is the G League Ignite team doing? <laughs> Do we know? What's their record? I mean, right now? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Did I mean how many games did anyone watch of that team? I know people said it was a huge success, that the bubble, the gubble was a huge success, but how many people watch, you know, Isaiah Todd? It's not about Jalen Green. I know everyone says he's gonna be a top five pick, but Isaiah Todd was from Virginia. I wanted him to go to a you know, a Kentucky and just see what would happen. He's a, a recruit that I've kind of fell in love yeah. with. It reminded me of a KD type. I didn't see any of him. I don't think I saw one highlight. I wanted to. Yeah. Which I guess, like, uh, the, the the argument against that, too, would be who cares if you saw yeah. him? What matters is the scouts see him. So they're I mean, the ones that are going to draft him. And his, his draft stock he, is ultimately it, all the kid cares about. His draft stock but, is hurt, though. I mean, where, where, I, he's not a top five the, pick. Maybe. He probably could have But been. also, as we know, the draft stock isn't entire, isn't everything. The brand plays the thing, yes. Tate. And the brand, I, I, I still think. College is the is the answer for the brand play. The, to, I, that, that's what Amani Bates. I don't under this is this is frustrating. The more we talk about it, like just just stay committed to Michigan State and, and then go the to the fan G base. Like we all know you're going to do it, and then you get you get the best of both worlds. Do you, you get the money? Look, you get the. I'll you, ask you this: but, Do you think I care about the Magic? Do you think I want to watch Magic games? America? No, <laughs> I don't. I really don't. But you know why I do? Because of Cole Anthony. You know why? Because he went to Carolina, mm-hmm. had one of the worst, I mean, was a part of one of the worst teams in North Carolina history, a team that let Clemson beat them on their home floor. First time mm-hmm. ever in history. And guess what? I still support, love Cole Anthony, watch him play, and that's because he's a Carolina guy for life. You know what I mean? You need that's to have, a brand you play. Need to have the Cole, Cole made a yeah, brand the, play, and I support it. That's what. That's all it is. You, you got to have, like, the, the home base that you can go back to when uh, – things aren't necessarily going well or uh just just to clear like if i'm cole anthony and i'm not playing 
I have a bad season or something. I know I can go back to Carolina. Everyone's going to kiss my feet. I'm just there for like a week. I'm getting some open gym yeah. in. Carolina Twitter accounts putting out graphics. People are, are hearting it and, and saying this <laughs> exactly. is Exactly. Like, you know, it's pictures of me getting some run in with the guys and like the yeah. whole day. De- and then uh, I feel great about yeah. myself. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I am beloved. I don't have to, you know. If you want the likes, if you want to trend Amani Bates, this was the play. This was the brand play. That That's was all the we're play. saying. Uh, uh, can we talk about our good friend Mark Godfrey? Please. And uh, flying too close to the mm. sun, as we love to to mention on the show. Um, you want to talk about headlines that were not shocking, even a little bit. Not I mean, in the slightest. The, the only thing shocking. The only thing shocking about this is that it took this three long. years. <laughs> Mark Godfrey finally put on leave by Cal State Northridge <laughs> as they are investigating. Uh, they got they got a whiff of something. There there was a tip put into the tip line. Tate said Mark Godfrey might be dropping bags, and Cal State Northridge said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 hang on." Hang on. Mark, you stay right there. Don't don't move a muscle. We're, we're going gonna to investigate this. We're going we're gonna to look and see what's happening. We're going to get to the bottom of this. And uh, I don't know, man. I have a feeling. Uh, my spidey sense is tingling on this one. I have a feeling they're going to do an internal investigation, and uh, they're going to ultimately find that uh, Mark Godfrey's not, not that bad after yeah. all. And, uh, Mark- He's Mark okay. Godfrey is Eric Andre when he's like, who did this after he takes the shot? And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it is Mark Godfrey standing there is like, who could have done such a thing at my university? Mark Godfrey's going to find a way to like help him do the investigation. <laughs> Mean- <laughs> They're all like in a field like with magnifying glasses trying to find something. And Mark's like hovering over their shoulders with his own magnifying glasses. He's like, I'm here to help yeah, you. Yeah. He's like kicking dirt over the evidence. Uh, <laughs> Godfrey, for people that don't know, he also sued NC State in September of 2020, alleging the school stopped paying, making settlement payments uh, that were owed since he got fired in February of 2017. Um, so Mark Godfrey's got $2.28 million that NC State allegedly owes him. Um, so he is the ultimate bag man because even while he is, you know, fighting the NCAA now on a new front at his new school, he is still trying to get paid from the old school that fired him because he said they had no cause to fire him, despite yeah. him having on the record conversations with TJ Gasnola about forty thousand dollars for Dennis Smith Jr., who famously dunked in the Dean Dome after the after the buzzer and then let Mark Gottfried slap Coach K on the ass. So it was worth the forty thousand dollars. We should point that out. But now this is where mm-hmm. he is and it's hilarious. Wait, the forty thousand they paid Dennis Smith forty thousand. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that what it was? Dude, how is how is this man? How is that bad? I don't understand. Forty thousand dollars for Dennis. That's Smith. a good deal. That is that, that is an unbelievable. No, deal. and you know what the original deal was? Apparently, it was uh, that basically it was a two for one. So you got Bam and Dennis for a hundred. So they were basically basically fifty. That's right. Each. They were gonna go play with each it's other, all back and to then me, uh, yeah. Bam Adebayo got a call from Calipari, and he was like, "Do you want to play in Kentucky?" And he was like, "Absolutely." Leave leave Mark alone is yes. what I would say. Um, I Mark Godfrey, we saw him coach Pepperdine. What was I mean? That was it. Obviously, wasn't last year. It was two years two, ago, two seasons yeah. ago. Now uh, the, the the last seasons that, that we were allowed to go to games, um, we we went to the Cal State Northridge Pepperdine game. Lorenzo Omar versus Mark Godfrey, and Godfrey's vibe on the sideline was so right. It mm. just it, it it I felt like I was witnessing a man who wasn't coaching basketball. Tate, he was like elevating himself to a higher plane is what he was doing he he just he looked like he looked like there was no amount of stress in his life he looked like he yeah, everything had finally figured out and i he looked like a man that was getting paid millions of dollars to not coach at his school <laughs> as he's also coaching at a small school with lamine Genet, who apparently was was a diamond in the rough. One of the best players. He's one of the best, he won conference player of the year every single year he's at the conference so mark godfried was just 
full on zen we saw that during the pandemic when he was when he tweeted the picture of him and the uh he had his shirt off and he was he had the big sun hat on and he was in the pool and he's like living life and loving life and um and my point is Tate, don't introduce this stress in a mark's life yes. please cal state northridge do the right thing do the investigation do, do the old uh arizona type investigation that they used to do with sean miller where they're like we 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 asked we asked Mark directly, did he do anything wrong? He he looked us in the eye and said no. We have to take him mm -hmm. at his word, and that's the end of the investigation. Let this man go back to to not having any stress in his life because uh, it, it was a joy to watch. Who do you, do you think that he? I mean, if it's not him, who, what what coach in college basketball? I guess this is a this would be a great like mailbag question for. I might write into our own mailbag for uh, nice. for Tuesday. What coach in college basketball is the the least stressed out? Mm. Is like like is is just uh, it, it would have been Mike yeah Bray, it was but Mike Bray students yeah, yelling they tried to fire him at mm -hmm. you that's not what mm -hmm. you want because like Mike Bray can pretend all he wants that he's like never has an ounce of stress like behind closed doors he's like what the hell my student section was like saying fire me that's stupid um, I don't think it can be anybody at a power conference job in yeah. general it's got to be someone like, post prime I think with, the answer is yeah. Tubby Smith at High Point. I think you're there, everyone knows you're a national champion. You're also at a level where like being a national champion and at that level is insane that you're the head coach at High Point. High yeah. Point, have oh, you ever been one. there, one of the nicest schools? They do your laundry for you, Titus. I'm serious. If you're a student there, they do your laundry <laughs> for you. Um, so Tubby Smith is living the life. Uh, coach Gatlin, Keith Gatlin uh, from Maryland, he used to coach Harry Jaws and all those guys. He is an assistant coach there. I think that they're the chillest staff in America. That's a good yeah. one. That's a great one because, yeah, Tubby's also made an unbelievable yeah, amount of money good. in his career. So he's just like, dude, he, he, he's set for life. Didn't he go to High yeah. Point? That's his yeah. alma mater, yeah. right? Yeah. It's the tubby's the answer. That was good. That was good that we did that. We just figured, we figured it out. It out. Best, yeah, that's the best job in America right now. <laughs> uh, I want to talk uh, just NC State because we're talking about Gottfried. Well, first off, I'll end with Gottfried. The exit for CSUN for Cal State Northridge. I, I have to drive with the 405 all the time, you know, and it's exit 69. So I just wanted to point that out for everyone. So God, Gottfried every single day, as I'm sure he lived, you know, in Santa Monica or wherever he lived, when he was driving up to 405, when he got off to work, it was exit, exit 69 every single time. You don't think he lives in Northridge? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, look, Northridge is nice. Northridge is nice. You could probably find a house up there. Godfrey looks like he, he looks like he lives at Manhattan Beach and just like zooms in for the for practice. Yes. Like they set up like the, uh, the they set up the Segway scooter. I remember the Modern Family commercial or, or uh, episode where they had the uh, they put like an iPad on a Segway one time and they like did a whole episode where I think it was like Phil. Yeah, was on the yeah, Segway. yeah, 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 yeah. Be there for the. You know yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about? I feel like that's what Godfrey did during the whole pandemic. Was like he's just like chilling on the beach in Manhattan Beach and he's, he's just holding yeah, up his iPad. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll coach yeah. from here. I'll coach yeah. remote. Reverse. <laughs> He's like yelling at me at the whistle. <laughs> They're like, coach is out recruiting. He kept saying he's out recruiting, but he just said home yeah, at the pool drinking uh, margaritas. He would, he would do what all of us did during the pandemic, which is like every, you know, third week he would text. He would pick a random day to just text in and be like, my internet's not working right. I, gotta, I, I don't think sorry, I can do today. Sorry, fellas. <laughs> sorry, fellas. Sorry, Get in the work. Strong emoji. <laughs> Yeah, good for Gottfried. Good for Gottfried, honestly. Oh, man. I love that, yeah. man. Come on the show, Please. Mark. It, yeah, it, it, just it, tell us the stories. You know what I mean? Because Jim Herrick is on staff there, if you forgot. 1995, you know, NCAA champion, the coach of your UCLA Bruins. Um, mm -hmm. a, a guy who's sitting there who has done it at the top level at Georgia and, and at UCLA. 
Um, and, you know, was now looking at Mark Gottfried like, how? How am I back here again? <laughs> I thought I was past this in my life. Um, man. And meanwhile, and, and I'll, I'll pivot into our next topic, because meanwhile at NC State, his old job, uh, Shaquille Moore transfers, uh, and now the people, the NC State fans, are putting Kevin Keats on the hot seat, Mark Titus. That's, uh, Wait, yeah. what? For I real? I mean, you know, not actually. This is like Pack Pride hot seat. But people are upset that, you know, transfer portal uh, is striking there, and uh, Kevin Keats... I don't know how I don't know how long the leash is on Kevin Keats. That's more of my question. You know what I mean? And then if you're Mark Gottfried, you're just sitting there watching. Go this. back to it. Just you're just sitting there watching <laughs> this, and you're like, just let let the dog come back home. <laughs> I don't. Kevin Keats is uh, has has perfected the brand play. As that's a that's the buzzword yes, brand for the show. Apparently, uh, he has perfected. Uh, Having Kevin Keats as a winner burned into my brain, but also at the same time, like NC State has been irrelevant basically his entire time. The entire his entire yeah. time, they, if, if, he did a good job of when he took over. They won. I, they, they won like almost twenty. They won over. They won twenty. Yeah, games, yeah like twenty one, twenty two games. Yeah, twenty one, twenty five. I thought one year he almost won twenty five. I don't know. He he did a good enough job to be like, oh man, looks like they made a great hire. Kevin Keats is a winner. Uh, he he beat Duke, right? <laughs> yeah, At one he point, beat Duke. He beat Carolina, Carolina, certainly. Yeah, yeah. like I I remember all of this early on, and then he just kind of went away, and it worked out wonderfully because uh, out of sight, out of mind, Tate. Mm-hmm. To where like you bring up Kevin Keats's name, I'm like, why would the, you can't fire that man? He's he's a winner, and that's all I remember about him. But then you you stop and you're like, yeah, what has he won recently? And I'm like. Great point. I don't think I've really well, see, <laughs> paid that much attention to NC State basketball. If you ever want to know what a coach has done well, you have to pull up their like you know coaches page on the official website. So like I have this pulled up right here. He is just the second coach in the last forty years to lead NC State to four consecutive seasons of, of five hundred or better in the ACC. Mm. Um, so maybe not on the hot seat. Uh, in February, NC State went five and zero in ACC road games. Uh, the first time the pack had won five consecutive ACC road games since the nineteen seventy three seventy four season. We all know what happened that year. They won the title. So um, maybe he's not on the hot seat. But uh, I did see he's not. On the I hot see a seat. lot of people upset uh, about Shaquille Moore because he was supposed to be one of their guys, and uh, you know, Gottfried just sitting out there waiting in the whims. He could be a free agent soon. <laughs> Bring him home. Bring him back. Uh, what else is there? What else do we got to talk about? I mean, it? we got. Oh, Adam Miller. Yeah. Adam Miller went to uh, LSU. We didn't mention yeah. that. Congratulations to Will Wade. Uh, LSU is going to be pretty good next year, huh? I mean, can, who, who knows? knows I mean, I, Will Wade is the definition of roll the balls out. I think once Will Wade has dropped the bags, he goes straight to roll the balls out mode, and that is not uh, necessarily a formula for success. I'm not sure what Adam Miller actually will bring to LSU. I do think that he went to the highest bidder which I respect, you know what I mean, in the free market. Mm-hmm. Everyone, we hear a lot of people talking about the free market, and that's what we need in college basketball. Will Wade has introduced it uh, to, to quite a few players in the college basketball sphere, and uh, Adam Miller cashes in, and uh, that's that's going to be interesting because Adam Miller, I saw it at times, some good things, but, you know, Curbelo and Trent Frazier. He was shook, yeah. dude. He was shook by uh, Curbelo being exactly. better than him. Yeah, you could tell. Like he, 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 he was the the local kid from Chicago that was a, a he was five star, wasn't? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he? he was a big was deal. A yeah, he was a massive deal, dude. And then and I was coming back and Kofi. Like th- those are the three names to know. I, like Trent Frazier came back and and if you followed Big Ten basketball, you knew Trent Frazier. But it wasn't like the uh, name nationally. To, yeah. Nationally, the three names were Kofi Coburn's mm-hmm. back. I would assume is back. 
and Adam Miller is, is a five star from Chicago, and he's on his way. And that was like the this, the, the yeah. talking points of yeah. Illinois. And by the end of the year, I mean Adam Miller is probably the fifth or sixth name out of your mouth if you're talking about Illinois. Yeah, I mean, and if you're talking basketball, yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And again, the Roy Williams in me is like, I don't know, dude. Now that I O is gone, like maybe sack up and and take over your your home state team and be the guy. He's like, no, I'm gonna chase the bag. <laughs> Which is I get it I get like that's the game but uh, boy it is a different world it is man. it is it is really tough too because like if you're a so like if you're a well revered player and you're sitting on the bench at a school you are now basically the top recruit which you may never have been before like Matt Harms became you know a five star recruit for the yeah. first time in his life when he ends up going to BYU like you get re recruited like that and as as anyone mm-hmm. knows when you're getting recruited the the best part is the recruitment. And the worst part is when you show up at practice and that coach doesn't know your name. You're like, what? You met my whole family and came over for Sunday lunch and now you don't know who I am? What has happened? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's also the realization where the grass is literally the definition of the grass is always greener, you know, in college basketball. And I think it, it's almost becoming too ridiculous at times because if we have so much player movement and the grass is always greener then if you're the coach that's promising them that the grass is greener then you got to make sure the cash is greener and it's just it's a domino it's a domino effect it's crazy also we we we, uh to to, to back up like again i I don't think adam miller train i don't i whatever i'm not even gonna I don't mean I'm going to defend myself, but I, I, uh, one of, one of the newer things that's happening, um, and it's, is it's been happening for like 10 years, but you know, newish, new-ish this yeah. era of college basketball is the idea of if you are a five-star, a four-star, a highly touted recruit, and you do have a season like Adam Miller, who wasn't bad. Adam Miller wasn't a, a bad basketball player for Illinois. He just wasn't, you know, the, 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 what, what we thought he might be where he was like the missing piece. that's going to make Illinois, the number one team in the country or whatever. Um, and you go to your, 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 he's from Chicago. He goes to Illinois and he, he doesn't hit it out of the park. Tate, like you kind of have to get out of Dodge mm-hmm. now. Like that's, that's the, the, the brand play for the, <laughs> for modern college basketball is you can't be a five-star who sits the yep. bench. That, that, that yeah. doesn't, now that you're doesn't not a five-star And it used to, it used to be like you you wait your turn and then now it's my turn and now now I kill and uh, now you know it's it's like almost embarrassing for these guys and it's not almost I embarrassing it. it's I, everything I that it. they post in practice it's all the people in the comment all the haters saying you're a scrub two minutes per game yeah. one point nine points per game yada 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 and then also in those comments is like you know Kentucky fan site saying come to Coach Cal, we'll use you right. You know what I mean? And these guys are all yeah. on their phones. I mean, look, you and I are on Twitter. We're, we're on our phone enough, and we understand how this world works. It's not a good place. And if you're a kid that's been locked up in a hotel room by yourself, you see your teammates at practice, you see your coach at practice, but then most nine times out of ten, you're chilling by yourself playing video games, and all you do is get on Instagram and Twitter, and all people are tweeting at you is, damn, you should have gone to Kentucky, or damn, you should have gone to Kansas, mm-hmm. or damn, come play for Coach Beard at Texas. Eventually it seeps in, and that's why I have no – there's no fault or no blame on any of the kids for wanting to go get a new opportunity or whatever, but that's just the whole the whole phenomenon is literally go where you're going to get yours. Uh-huh. And, like, that doesn't last because you can, not everybody can get theirs, Titus. There, there's not, like – that's the biggest thing that I hate about the NBA with this whole we have this great dream, you're going to come be a millionaire. Not everyone's going to be a millionaire. And the fact that yeah. you have to go to the NBA and fit on the team – you got to figure out what your role is. And if we only 
placate you and don't actually define your role as a player, then you're going to go to the NBA and have no fit, and then you're never going to be a millionaire. You're never going to be a star. That's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> like so, I mean, that, that, that's, gotten that's lost. a lot of the that's a lot of the concern with the transfer yeah. portal discussion is uh, that it's it's the the people who are saying now hang on a second is this good for college basketball like all the movement they're not saying that because they want to have power yeah. over yeah. the kids it's not like they're saying I want kids to stay in positions that they don't like and I want them to suffer <laughs> they're saying it because. Not every transfer improves a situation. In fact, I don't know. So someone could do a study. It feels like a very high percentage of them don't. It feels like they're they're sold a, a lie. And uh, this is a, by the way, this conversation is not about out of no, no, no. We're, yeah, going, yeah. we're just moving yeah. on to broader things. Uh, the, yeah, the, the kids are like, I'm gonna go to a different school, and I'm when I get to that school, I'm going to average five more points <laughs> than I did in my old school. This is gonna be a bigger platform for me. This, this, and this. And as you said, if if if, if it worked that way, if literally every kid that did this. I mean that 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 can't it can't happen. Mm-hmm. It just it just the the numbers do not. Yeah. As my dad used to say when he would coach our like fifth grade basketball team, and we'd all get together and uh, like my dad would coach like the all star team. Yeah. You know, you got your little rec league, and then you take like <laughs> the best players from the, you know, and then now you're just playing like this little all star team where you play the town over, and that's like all it was at that level. And uh, my dad used to love like getting all the the kids together and be like, "Listen, I know you average ten points a game, all of you on your rec team." You understand that if all twelve of you average ten points a game, we are going to average one hundred and twenty <laughs> points a game. <laughs> like that's not going to happen. You guys are we third are not, grade. You're we not are not the Denver Nuggets from the eighties. You were not yeah. Alex English. Yes. So that's not going to happen, you guys. And uh, that's kind of what that's the that's the concern with the transfer portal that people have is just like it, there's not enough shots for everybody and every but. And I don't know. That's just that, that's how it works. But but to a man, every single person that that wants to improve their situation, they hear you say that and they're like. Yeah, but that's not yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then... <laughs> yeah, no, I hear what you're saying, but that's that. Like, I'm going to yeah, get mine. I'm going to exactly. get mine. And then that's for every me. single yeah. time that you say it's it didn't work out, everyone can point to, like, even this year, it's like Macy Oteague, he did it, you know. Uh, how about Quentin yeah. Grimes? He did it. And you're like, right. I get right. it. I understand it. it, it yeah, so I'm not I'm not an, anti-transfer. I'm just, uh, I don't know. Sometimes... Uh, it's just, you're, you're not getting 20 shots there, on the definitely, Nuggets. That's all it is. So there there is definitely a, we, we have definitely reached a point with college basketball where uh, the people that are pulling the strings are saying, like, we, we've reached a point where the people that are actually have the power, um, and I'm, I'm talking like, it's, it doesn't feel like it's any longer the the head coach at the power conference schools, like, or the, the administrators of, like, it, it's the, the grassroots movements of the people that are like, I have the best interest of the kids. And it does sort of feel like the, the pendulum has swung the other way where the people that are like, we're doing this in the best interest of the kids. He's got to look out for himself. Like we don't care about what it looks like on the outside. We want to control the narrative, this and that. Uh, it feels like the people that are doing that now don't actually have the best interest of the kids. Yeah. As it turns out, as it turns out, I think initially they did initially it would be like, you know, some, somebody like an AAU coach, who knows the players well and is like, I'm going to take care of you in a way that, you know, maybe the, these college coaches are slimy and don't trust them. And it worked out well there. And that guy, you know, whatever. But then what started happening is you started noticing that the the recruits would trust the AU coaches more than they would trust. And, then and so other people, the slimy people were like, huh, that's my path then. And then now they went yeah, over there. And, and then, so now we've reached a point where, yeah, you get in front of – 
and we know. all we you know all I mean? know the talking points. I mean, we saw it with Team Bates. Like they know what to say. Like we need rest and relaxation. These kids shouldn't be playing twelve months a year. We don't need prep schools. And then they create a prep school. So it's like that. You know what the you know what to say because we're also media savvy. We know how rhetoric works. We know how narratives work. We know what headlines. We're all yeah. too aware of how the machine works. So now the machine is completely flipped on its head because. You can manipulate it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a genius at this, I think. He does a great job with, like, controlling his media brand and, and what people say about him at all times and leaks what he wants to put out there. And that's what every athlete has to do. LeBron does it. LeBron has a whole agency mm-hmm. that's dedicated to making sure that certain – and it's called Nike, and it's making sure what gets out to the people. It, Nike's a marketing company, and all these kids are trying to be marketed and become a brand, and they're trying to brand themselves before Nike can brand them. It's like a preemptive branding. And then it's just, it, dude, it's it's honestly, it's the definition of big business. I, did, <laughs> I didn't realize, I didn't realize when we sat down the pod today that I was going to feel a thousand years yeah. old, but it just kind of yeah. happened. As we were talking all this stuff out, I was like, yeah, I don't, because again, I don't dislike it. I don't like, no, I get just, it. That's it's just, what I mean. it's just That's different. And, and <laughs> I look, I get it. I just don't I do it. think that every single, you know, NIL, you know, thing that's being thrown out there is great. Name, image, likeness, the Olympic model, all that stuff has been thrown out for so long. But like every time that it gets thrown out, there's a rebuttal that's like, well, we have to fit it in with the, the, what do, what do they say yeah. the phrase? Oh, within the confines of higher learning. That's the way that they say it. Like, yeah. that is great. NIL is great, but we have to fit it within the confines of higher learning. College basketball and college football are outside the confines of higher learning. <laughs> I would, yes. I would have to, I would have to argue that that has already happened. You know what I mean? That would be my case. Yep. And then from there, figure out what it looks like. Uh, but it's all, it's all interesting, and it's all very. Yeah, it's just like the the idea of a guy in Adam Miller who's a four star, five star, whatever he was. Uh, very highly thought of recruit from Chicago, which is was a joke on our show forever about how, why can't Illinois not land the Chicago recruits? And they finally get they get they, the they one, get one. Yeah. Uh, they get the one to pair with uh, IO to pair with Kofi. It, it, the stars at all align. Uh, this man in his freshman year, Tate starts every single game for Illinois that he plays in. Plays like twenty six minutes a game or something like that, um, which isn't you know I mean a ton but is like it's not like it's not like he was it's not like he was walker no no yeah i mean 26 minutes a game Um, is enough time to make some sort of impact yes uh his very first game out against north carolina a and t scores 28 points this is the very first collegiate game he has um and then it's, it's a roller coaster the rest of the season but like the idea that i just hit all of those bullet points and then that man ends up transferring after a season in which he like won the big 10 tournament uh competed for a big 10 title you could argue that like illinois was the best team in the big 10 all yep. season and illinois fans certainly will we we've, we've talked about the michigan illinois <laughs> standings and uh trying to figure out who was the real regular season champion whatever point is like that is the framework like again like 20 years ago that as as recently as 20 years ago a guy like adam miller does not transfer like that just doesn't make any sense like he stays at illinois you build on this that was a great freshman year you come out sophomore year and you kill it this is the new world we live in and it's uh i don't know it's weird it's weird that's all that's all i'll say we're just trying to get used to it and Amani bates and Adam Miller and uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I like. It. I think as more time is going by, I don't know if I really do like this because I. I the, the chaos was fun at first, but like, it's just hard. It's so hard to keep up with it all, and it's mm. so hard to. 
to have any idea what rosters look god god bless everyone out there putting out your way too early top 25 well whatnot yes yeah. it, it's it's not gonna be fun but it did lead us to this because this is the way too early headline of the year and it comes from the la times and uh, i think this is a nice note because we're we're getting a little drab because we're thinking about how college basketball is you know tapered off but the blue bloods are coming back and most importantly the west coast blue blood is coming back because la times said ucla could run it back for another NCAA title push if everyone returns. That is the greatest hedging headline I've ever seen. It also says that mm-hmm. if Johnny Juzang decides that going 14th in the NBA draft is not enough for him to go top five after winning the national championship next year. Wait, is, are these your words? Or the no, articles? these are my words. Uh, the headline stopped at hot seat. You think he's lottery? Yeah, I think he's lottery. He's 14. He's, Dev- he's Devin I mean, Booker. He, if, I mean, he's going to go 14, and everyone's going to be like, how do we let that guy fall to 14? I, don't know, I haven't man. looked at a mock draft, though, so he, he might not either, be even first-round mock, but I assume I assume that he's going to be, like, last lottery pick. It's just so hard because it's like the 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 NCAA tournament, um, putting so much stock in an NCAA tournament run has come back to bite us before, us being the basketball community. Mm-hmm. And and by us, I mean me and LeBron James, who both wanted Shabazz Napier to the Miami yeah. Heat. And then the moment the Heat drafted Shabazz Napier, LeBron I'm out. said, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. You yeah, bitch. it's like, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I would, I would love uh, – I, 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 I like Juzang. I thought he was like obviously the NCAA tournament run. I will never forget that the rest of my life. It's just uh, I'm curious to see what the because I mean part of part of the NCAA tournament run was he was hitting impossible shot after impossible shot. And if you if if you're watching that closely, are you are you someone if if the glass is half full, you're saying this guy's a shot maker. He's a scorer. He just has like a knack for putting the ball in the basket. If you're a glass half empty, empty type, you're like, why is it that every shot he's putting up, he has a hand in his face? <laughs> How could this kid not create any separation at all? I don't understand that part. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I will say, Johnny Juzang. I want him back. I, I want, want him back. back. I think yeah. he's got to come back. I do think, like, if Johnny Juzang, we talked about everything changing. If Johnny Juzang comes back to UCLA and they go for a title, that is an old school basketball. Like, that's an old school college basketball play where it's like, yes. I want to come back to win the title. The NBA can wait on me. I know. Hometown yeah. kid, too. He's an LA Harvard, kid. Harvard like kid. That, yeah. yeah, this yeah. is. Yeah. This would be really cool if he did it. And I do think that the NCAA tournament run, they were so desolate as a program. So many people had written them off, UCLA I'm talking about. But the fact that they did this and now that everyone loves these kids and they're like, you know, talk of the town around L.A. When people see them, they're like, oh, my God, these kids are great. Why not do that again? You know, why not have that yeah. again? Why Why do I have to go on my separate path, it is, my, it I, is my isolated how, path when I could have this? It is crazy how the, the one Final Four run um, – has has just completely changed the the the, the tenor of UCLA's basketball program, which it seems like a no duh thing to say. But uh, I mean, Ben Howland went to three Final Fours, and within like a year and a half, it was like, yeah, <laughs> the year was let out of the balloon because there we is so much excitement at that time. Yeah, that's, that's the there difference. is so much excitement around UCLA because it, it, it wasn't just that they went to the Final Four; it was how they did it, the play-in game. They're they're losing to Michigan State in the play-in game. They come back to beat Michigan State. Uh, Juzang is a ton of fun. Hawkes is a ton. Like the whole the whole group is a very likable group. Um, Hep Cronin was the yes. mascot along the yes. way. The whole run was perfect. was it really was perfect. And and the tenor around UCLA's basketball program, not just like in LA and like within the program, I feel like nationally, like there's there's 
Like it, it, I don't know. Like UCLA was a punch punchline. Even even the Lonzo Ball year, like they they were at an awesome team. They were kind of a joke because mm-hmm. they they lose to Kentucky and and De'Aaron Fox eats eats Lonzo's balls lunch and and you have Le, the Lavar Ball sideshow and Steve Offord is not exactly a likable guy. Like the whole, they they were winning and they were good technically, but you're still just like, like I don't know. It wasn't fun. UCLA. This was fun. It wasn't fun. This was fun. This was fun. Finally, UCLA had a fun team that year. I I, I don't want to say like that. That team was fun to watch. But your, team. Steve like, Offord's not the fun. Program wasn't yeah, fun. Mick Cronin is a the fun person to root for because Mick yeah. Cronin has now become the underdog, and they they weren't even the underdog with Lonzo because Lavar was so loud about Lonzo was going to win the title. Lonzo was going to break De'Aaron Fox. Lonzo was going to do this. Lonzo was going to do that. Which poor Lonzo's like, hey dad, love you to death, but man. Actually, I don't think they call him Lavar. I remember I saw a clip of Lamelo and uh, Big Boy, uh, who's out, who does radio out in California, is like, "What would happen if you called him Dad?" Talking about Lavar, and he'd be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like, so Lavar was just hyping him up. Lavar is the king of the brand play, but UCLA. This is a new iteration. Chris Smith. I hope he comes back. Also, I believe in Chris Smith. So if they get a, if they get Campbell, Tiger Campbell's like one of the best point guards in the country next year, which I think he could be. And you get Johnny Juzang and Chris Smith back on the wing, and Peyton Watson coming in. That's a legit team, dude. They're they're going to be the preseason number one team. They should the be. Gonzaga probably will be, but UCLA should be. Um, they're going to be the preseason number one team in the country, and they will find a way to be thought of as an underdog. Yes. No, the, the, they're going to lose some early game. They're going to lose to like you know Pepperdine or something earlier in the year, where everyone's yeah. like, "What?" Or San Diego State. Everyone's like, yeah. "What?" They're not the number one team in the country. Yeah. And yeah. then they're just going to ro- roll through the Pac-12. They, yeah. And everyone's going to be like, yeah. still, it's Pac-12. doesn't matter. It's the Pac-12. It doesn't matter. And then, they're going to be a four seed in yeah, the tournament. Yeah, yeah four seed. <laughs> they're going to be 30. Undefeated in the Pac-12, four seed in the tournament. 31-3, and three, <laughs> undefeated in the Pac-12, four seed. <laughs> and they just rip through it. Beat the one seed in the Sweet 16. That's it. That's the Mick Cronin year. I'm knocking on wood. Uh all right, let's. Uh, anything else? That's, that's got to be. be right. Right. I think we I did think it. That's, that's a podcast. Yeah. Um, all right, thanks for listening. We're doing. Uh, we're doing a show. Uh, uh, for Tuesday, as we always do. Um, we're gonna do a mailbag show for the, for Tuesday. Any other thoughts? No, it's an you? AMA. We got like thirty questions that I have pulled right now that I'm really excited about. We've had about sixty-seven uh, entries so far. We're almost to the race of sixty-nine. Oh, I, hear, I hear what yeah, you're. We're, we're almost saying. there, so uh, please send in more entries. Maybe they get con- they get considered. Um, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, Tyus and Tate, Sunday special. I think this is smart because Friday and Saturday, a lot of news dumps. So uh, if we ever have to pivot again. Speaking of uh, my, my, my last thought before we go, speaking of Friday news dumps, you see Greg Gargat extended. on. Fr- it was announced like Friday at like <laughs> 4.30 p.m. It, it was part of a, a bigger – um, announcement where they gave like extensions to all these coaches and, and Paul Chris got one for Wisconsin too. And that one wasn't as news no, noteworthy because he's not Greg guard and Greg guard got an extension. And they announced it like on a Friday night and I was laughing my ass off at that. Cause boy, that's an interesting that situation. Is, I mean, Greg guard, that's an interesting based situation. on our own journalistic, you know, knowledge that we've learned. I mean, Greg guard is not necessarily a player's coach. We'll just say that. So, I mean, the fact that, uh, yeah, We'll have Big Cat back at some point to talk about this because <laughs> what is Wisconsin? Ba- By the way, Wisconsin fans were very upset about our Super League. I got like a lot of lot of people that were like, "How is Wisconsin not involved in this? How did you not pick?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What? <laughs> yeah, where did here. you come from?" <laughs> Frank Kaminsky, stop! 
<laughs> the idea of Wisconsin and a Super League of anything is I know. <laughs> I know. That's what I was saying. All right. We did it. Another podcast. All right. See you guys.